Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes as usual. We have our evening with medium events hopefully coming up on December 4th, 2020 at the Hampton Inn by Hilton. Tickets are on sale at the website by sarlow.com. And as we've mentioned in previous episodes, your purchase is at no risk. If we do need to cancel that event as well, um, there will be no extra fee. You'll have a full refund back on your card or in your pocket. Oh, we sure hope we get to see you. Mm -hmm. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. Um, Those are roughly 10 to 15 minute shows, although sometimes we do get a little long-winded and they go a little over that. Long-winded. They're packed full of good content. They sure are. And they're all about emotional and spiritual intelligence, and it's a toolkit. Um, The very first show we give to you free every single month. They run from Monday to Friday. The Monday show is always a freebie for you, and it's at the website by sarlo.com. The remaining four shows that go with it are found at patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. Wonderful. And there are a bunch of different tiers there that you can check out with all different kinds of benefits to grow, as Karen mentioned, your emotional or intuitive intelligence. Mm -hmm. We also have gift certificates available. If you want to purchase those, you can do so by sending us an email or giving us a phone call. And we can send those out via email to anyone, no matter where you are in the world. And that kind of leads us into our most important piece is that we are open. We are still operating. We are doing Mm one-on-one sessions for people all over the world via Skype, FaceTime, telephone and or Zoom, uh, also WhatsApp, pardon me. Mm -hmm. And you had a new one recently? Theralink. I don't know what that is, but that's available as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you do want a session, you don't have to wait. We suggest that you don't because as far as we can see, we will not be reopening our doors until we test out what's going to happen come the fall. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll we'll keep you up to date each month. Of course. And on social media as well. Mm -hmm. So Karen... You've got a great show prepared for us today. I have two stories today. Okay. Yeah. Um, The very first story, I've named them. The people? (laughs) That's my job. (laughs) I know. But I've named them. Okay. Um, That's okay. I have so many jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Just sit and enjoy and do what you do in the show. (laughs) Um, Yes. So the first name is um, Naoko. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and, and like I'm naming them because I'm I'm trying to stay in the same like like the client picked these names. Cool. Because they're in their culture. Love it. And I had never heard of these names. I understand that Grey's Anatomy is not that cultured. That's okay. <laughs> it's a little limiting. Can you say the name again? Naoko. Naoko. And she has she's she spelled these names. Cool. So it's N A O K O. I know I love spelling. Don't take this away from me. <laughs> I love spelling. Okay. So um her name is Naoko. And um I do know that this is Japanese culture because she tells me this. Because after the session with it was over, I just asked her for permission to do this and to interview her a little bit to take notes from, um, from the session. And she, I asked her to choose the names. And I asked her what the culture was because I, I love them and I'd never heard of them. And now I'm going to ask a really ignorant question here. Naoko, is that gender specific? I have no clue. Okay. I know that it's the name she chose for the, for the female part. Okay. And there's a male in here. It's her brother. And his name is, and I believe she pronounced it, Aichi, and it's spelt E-I-J-I, 
And I really do apologize if I'm totally making that wrong. I do. That's not my intention. I'm trying to validate or use what what she asked me to do. So here's the story. So it's important to know, first of all, that Naoko is in her 60s. And I say that because there are other people that come into this story. When, she, when we do her session, we can see each other, long distance, of course. And um, her main question at the very beginning is to ask, generally, really, um, what was going on or what is going on in this lifetime between her and her brother? Okay, so just to clarify, your client is Naoko. Yes. And that's the name she's chosen for herself yes. to be represented in the story. Okay. Yes. Okay. And she wants to know what's going on with Aichi. And um, I think she knows quite a bit, given that the guides look at me like, huh? But I understand it that they give me that kind of a look because it means she does know some of this. And that's it's that she's looking for more. She's looking for deeper meaning. So I asked her that. I said, I'm a little bit confused because the guides are looking at me like, why are you asking me this? Apparently, you do know quite a bit. And she's, she does admit. She says to me, that is, that's very true. I do know some things just because of the experience with him. And she's done a little work on the side, meaning she's done some therapy. That's the cutest way I've ever heard therapy referred to. Oh, she's done a little work on the side. Oh, I think that's just yeah. It's like the side salad. Oh fuck! I think it's the meat and potatoes. Oh well, I'm just it's referring just, just to cute. the fact that the relationship between her and her brothers the meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. But you gotta have a side salad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the nutrients. <laughs> okay, right? It's the, anyway. So. When I went back to the guides and said, okay, what does she need to hear? They show me um, that the parents have passed. So her mom and dad are passed. So that's a validation, mm-hmm. which she confirms. And then they explain his, his um, meanness, his narcissistic behavior, which they term narcissism. And I want to be clear here that I'm not trying to represent or say that I'm a counselor and that I'm qualified to diagnose. I do not mean that. I mean very explicitly that the guides tell me this. I am repeating what I'm hearing. I'm not judging. And I'm sorry, Aichi is? Aichi is narcissistic. Okay. Very much. And his wife is really seriously an enabler. And there is a daughter in that family between those two as parents. There's, so she has a niece. Mm-hmm. Naoko has a niece. And she doesn't bring that up, though. She just asks about the relationship between her and her brother. So those are a lot of good validations mm-hmm. for Naoko when I say, well, I'm being told he's married. Um, that he's still with his wife. There's been one wife in this lifetime, not not more than that. Um, that he has a daughter, no other children, just a daughter, and she's she's a young adult, um, meaning that she's I think they said around twenty, mm-hmm. twenty three in that area, and that she's you know she's in the world now. She's got to get out there and figure things out on her own, and that Naoko is concerned about a lot of things here, not just about the relationship between her and her brother. She's not just really asking that. 
there's far more to her question about what's going on. She just doesn't know how to word it. And she just doesn't want to throw, I'll say it, 50 questions at me all at once. Well, that's kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very kind. Um, so the guides explain that when they're children, the, the female and the male child are treated very differently. They do both get education. They do both get financial assistance. They both are loved. Like there are, there are some things that are just solidly core where there's equality in it. Aichi and Nyoko. Yeah. Nyoko. Sorry, I screwed that up. And there are other areas where if he lies, he gets away with it. If she lies, she does not. So, and I think that's really cool. I think that's super interesting to hear how parents just decide, is that by gender that they think it's okay for him to be a liar because he's a male? Or birth order. Yeah. Like it was just what happened there that they thought that was okay. That somehow lying because he was a male was just normal or, well, possibly, right? Or is that from... Is that from the mom and the dad? Is that from his, that his dad is a liar and he gets away with it and the mom is the enabler? And But if she lies, he calls her out on it. But there's this pattern in the family. And so Naoko goes into a career where honesty is really valued. So it really does shape her in a fantastic way. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because the parents don't hold him accountable to telling the truth... Everybody knows he lies, and he gets away with it. Um, means that he picks a wife that does the same thing as his parents. That's not a healthy marriage. But he stays in it because that's his comfort zone. That's what he knows. He doesn't. He's not going to leave that because that's been his entire life. And so Naoko thinks, no, I'm not allowed to lie, so no, neither are you. You should have come out of this when you hit adult. If your parents are going to treat you that way, okay, that's on them. But once you turn 18, dude, you have the world as as your resource. You have podcasts, you have books, you have radio shows, TED Talks, movies, libraries. Um, there, There are just tons of resources. So if you're not going to access those, that's now on you, not on mom and dad anymore. I read this beautiful thing, um, and I'm sure it came about long before all these movements started happening in this real, well, election, let's not call it a re-election, where it said you are responsible to become a better person than the society that raised you. Love it. Mm -hmm. That should go right there. No. (laughs) No. Well, (laughs) so... Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So Naoko, in asking this question, is coming from this place of, no, I'm doing the hard work. And I'm not willing anymore at a certain age here in life when she hit around 40. I'm not willing to tolerate this in my brother anymore. So she just, she walks away. Man, the 40s, eh? They just seem to be like a magical Decade, yeah, for most women, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's when we, maybe that's when we really have enough. Maybe that's when we're fed up enough. Yeah, it seems to be the fuck it decade. 
Yeah, I was going to try and word that in different ways, and I thought, no, maybe it just boils it down to pure exhaustion. Maybe it boils down to just being looking around and seeing other people waking up and getting it and having better lives and going, I want that, mm-hmm. and I deserve that. And at least at 40, I'm young enough to try because I'm scared that if I turn 50, it'll be too late, 60, mm-hmm. 70, 80. I mean, I know you and I hear this constantly, mm-hmm. But I think some of those things might be some of the things, because I wouldn't dare to say I know all the reasons. Um, but she she stops tolerating his behavior, and she stops tolerating her sister-in-law. Good for her. Oh, my God. And And I hope that when people are sitting at home today, it's like taking your cup of coffee and amen. Cheers. Mm-hmm whatever you're drinking, <laughs> right? Like she just decides that it's not just about him, but that even when she is confronting Aichi, that her sister-in-law has him go back around in that same thing where she's, she wants to keep her husband in this because she has a job. Hmm. She has a function in that relationship and she hasn't hit her, I'm tired of this, I'm fed up. So Naoko comes to realize, wow, um, I've hit my, my, I'm fed up, but that doesn't mean that his wife is going to hit it at the same time. So this might not be beneficial to me. I'm going to have to go ahead and walk away from this. So she says, yeah. She goes, that's exactly what I did. And I said, well, it's in your contract, so good for you. And she went, what? And I said, it's in your sole contract. This is one of your life purposes. And that's when you see her get it at another level. When she sits there and it's like all of a sudden, Kelly, she gets grounded. Like she just gets rooted into herself. Mm -hmm. There's no more, oh, I could wave her out and go back and speak to him one more time. Should I go to a birthday party? Should I? You just see it sits. It's like pouring cement over her head, and I love it. And she's confident in it. She loses her second-guessing herself, even though she's had therapy not to second-guess herself. She knows what narcissism is. She knows what no contact is. This is a, like educated, an educated woman who gets the reasons why, but when she hears it's in the contract, it does something else for her, which... Thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. She goes, explain that to me a little bit. I said, well, the two of you wrote that in. I said, you wrote in that you'd have to pick your own self, self-esteem, your own self-love, not willing to tolerate being abused, getting yourself educated, growing up, putting on your big girl panties, being able to look at another woman and go, you're still wearing little girl panties. I'm okay putting on my big girl panties. I'm okay to get up and go with this. Okay, to live my life, you're not going to crush me. Your narcissism and your codependence and your enabling does not crush my life, does not extinguish me. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. And so her brother rages about that. He attacks her. He um, tries to ruin her reputation in her work environment. He, by talking to people he knows, knows her in their community. 
he's sure to bring it up at parties about his sister Naoko. And he does what he can to try to destroy her. And this is why she's asking what is still going on. Because she's lived up to her part of it to challenge him to speak up, to use her voice, to live her life. She's done this, but he's he's got like he's trying to put a knife in her back repeatedly and twist it as much as he can to see how much it can hurt her. And she doesn't understand that part. And I said, Well, I said, that's part of karma for him. He's building karma. And she goes, I don't understand. And I said, well, I don't know that you've heard my definition or my understanding of karma. And I said, so I'm going to explain what the guides have told me karma is. And if you don't want to absorb that or believe it or even contemplate it, then I can stop talking. She goes, well, I'm open to listening. So I said, well, what the guides explained to me about karma is that in a lifetime when you hurt somebody you accrue karma. So you've hurt them. That's your karma. And as a result, you now have to meet them in another lifetime and balance that. We have to come to neutrality, meaning it will come out as a balance. So if I, when he hurts you, we'll call that a negative. So now, excuse me. So now in an, that same lifetime or another lifetime, he will have an opportunity because it will be written into the contract, to do right by you and to help you, to do something that heals you, which would be referred to as positive, meaning, or if you want to call it that, a positive charge, meaning that he is healing what he did. And when you are fully healed in that, it goes to a neutral charge and the karma is finished. Because it's now neutral, meaning that the injury has been healed. And I thought, if she, she can take it or not take it, right? It's up to her. And she goes, so would that mean then that at some point in this lifetime or another lifetime, he's going to do something that helps me heal? And I said, yes, that's what it means. She goes, so it doesn't mean that someone else is going to go out and hurt him? I said, no. I said, that's not my understanding of karma because that will constantly create two negatives. And if we keep creating only negatives, we will never have peace on this planet. We will never have the ability to heal each other or ourselves. And she said, you know, Karen, I, re I, like, I have never heard this. And I think I like what you're telling me better than anything I have heard. And it makes far more sense to me. So she says, but now that means that I don't look for him to get hurt. I don't hope for it. And I said, that's right. What do you do? And she goes, I just live my own damn life. And I went, yes. <laughs> because you never know how he's going to come back around and when and what lifetime to help you heal, to make it right. And she says, well, that would also require then that I allow him to. And I said, that's right. And as he does it, he has to earn your respect. He has to earn your trust. He has to become accountable. He has to become responsible. And she goes, I really like that. I said, well, then you'll like the universal laws because that's what those are. 
And what you are giving him is a process. You're giving him a process back to himself, to who he truly is under all of the abuse. And you're giving him something beautiful in love to connect to when he can get there. And the thing of it is, it might not be this night, this lifetime, Naoko. So that requires patience, like a lot of it. And a lot of humans don't have that much patience. So they would rather think that that person was getting hurt instead of healed. Personally, if I knew that my family was getting healed and could come back to a healthier relationship, I'd be happy. Even if I am hurt. Because that's, what, that's how you heal your hurt. And I, I thought it was beautiful in this short session, the, the, like the role that the sister-in-law played here and how she was keeping him in his patterns by enabling. The next point to this, the second point or, and final, is that Naoko is to be there for her niece. She is to be there as that person who can be the family member that she might reach out to, or she may be the only one that's there outside of that family unit that enables Aichi. Mm -hmm. So when she tries to step away from her dad, and now, unfortunately, also her mother, she doesn't have to leave one parent she has to leave both because mom's enabling dad's unhealthy behavior. So in order to get healthy, she has to choose to walk away from both of them. And maybe not permanently, but certainly for a long time to get healthy. Because they've done their own damage towards her to cause her own problems. So here Naoko is hearing that she might be the only healthy person for her niece. And if she doesn't stay healthy and she does venture back into the cesspool with Aichi and his wife, that there will be nobody for her niece. And that the chances would be far less if there's no one than one person. Mm -hmm. So now she realizes that she's this safe place on the outside of this unhealthy family unit. It's a big contract. Isn't it? It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And she's, she's a role model for her sister-in-law to be able to say, I need to join my sister-in-law. I, I need to be on the same side as your sister. You need to have two good women who are going to hold you accountable and love you and be here while you work through it. But because her sister-in-law says, no, not going to do that. I'm just going to play the role of just enabling my husband and everything looks good, which really reminded me of the show with Perfectly Hidden Depression, Margaret Rutherford. Yeah, that they're living in, mm -hmm. Right. Aichi and his wife and daughter are currently living in that everything has to look good on the outside, but it's, it's not deep, deep within ourselves or, or even not too deep. 
There's a fair amount of narcissism there and people-pleasing. So Naoko spent a half hour. Wow. That, that came through really quickly. And um, because she had done so much therapy, I didn't have to explain things. Because she had done so much work, when I said narcissism, she got it. When I said codependence, she got it. When I said enabler, I didn't have to explain. When I said, you know, that he was verbally abusive, she didn't, she didn't say to me, and what does that mean? When I said, you know, that the enabler was a people pleaser, she just was like, mm-hmm. Bingo players are so happy today. <laughs> Karen's having a great hair day. I've rolled my eyes. We've named off every book. You're all winners. Hey, people pleasers, that's true. That's so true. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know about the bingo card we're talking about, that is on... Um, actually, they can email us if they want a copy oh, okay. uh, at info at com. but there are more varieties on Patreon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she came in well-educated and had done so much work to try and figure out how do I get healthy before I die? If I have three more, you know, she's in her early 60s. If I have three decades, four decades, whatever, another year, whatever it is, another week, I've worked this hard to get here. I'm going to continue working. And I thought how awesome that is for her niece Hmm. and her sister-in-law and her brother to, at the very bottom of all of this, know those things about her. Sometimes we only acknowledge those things about that person when they're dead. Mm -hmm. And that's when when we reflect. I don't know that her brother's going to get there in this lifetime, even when she dies, though. Mm -hmm. There, when she asked that, if it was possible that that moment of karma balance or the positive charge, she said, you know, when do you think I could get my positive charge? The guides were not hopeful it was going to be this lifetime. From him. From Aichi. So I'm going to pose this question to you. Yeah. So that listeners, for the listeners, can you be your own neutral charge? Can you set karma by healing yourself? I would say yes. I would say absolutely yes. And I would say what a grandiose, I hope that's the right word, glorious act of love that is. Because now you're doing it for yourself and the other person. Mm -hmm. Now, I still believe the other person has to somehow get their lessons, but I believe the universe provides those regardless. Mm -hmm. Like their, Their tracking sheet on us is pretty damn good. I always, I always fantasize about when I die that I'm going to meet whatever, the maker, and they'll be like, okay, so in the next life, nope, thank you. I fixed it myself. <laughs> We're done. Yes. I balanced that shit for myself. I'm not coming back, and I don't need anyone to do it for me. <laughs> next. I love that. That is so, that's a powerhouse of a soul. And I'm certainly seeing more humans getting what you're talking about, where they want the power to be able to balance that stuff themselves instead of saying, I will wait for that in another lifetime. Oh, geez, that feels slow and drudgery again. And do I want to come to this planet again? No, thanks. So Mm -hmm. how do I get the hell off? Or when I get the hell off, how do I stop? How do I not return to this? Mm-hmm. I want to go to a planet where everybody's collaborative. 
And where karma really does mean you put your big girl in big boy panties and neutral people put their panties on. Gender neutral, yeah. Gender neutral. Um, I believe they. They? Yeah. Where they put their panties on, meaning that we grow up, meaning that we really are accountable for our actions. Mm-hmm. Not under, not over. Balanced. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's my story for today. It's a great session. Sounds like you did a great job for her. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And for the niece who may not have the chance to say yeah. thank you. Hmm. That's lovely. I appreciate your thoughts about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not lost on me. Oh, I know. About what that what that looks like for... You've been that aunt. Yeah. For somebody to try to come out of something that's dysfunctional mm-hmm. uh, or unhealthy in some ways and to need somebody that's on the outside of it. And, th- and that requires a lot from that single person. They, you, we can always feel very lonely or think we're alone. We're not. But there's a perception sometimes that we are mm-hmm. when we have to fill those shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I was just about to say. Good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, um, we will see you next week. Mm-hmm.